We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante. He's Dustin Hawkinsmith. And Dustin, we're going through our top 40 most important players on the Penn State roster going into the 2022 season. We're doing the countdown. We're just like a modern version, a modern day Casey Kasem doing the countdown. So, and we're having also, just like he did, that little story with each player, just like he did with the top 40 countdown. So, pretty impressive, isn't it? Eat your heart out, Casey Kasem. All right, and you know what? I'm I'm sure we have some young listeners who are going, who in the world and what in the world are those guys talking about? Go uh, go Google it, what, what you young kids do. Isn't that what they do, Dusty? Yeah, use your Google machine and search it. <laughs> yes. go, go look it up on the interweb, Dusty. We are up to numbers... 26 and 25, and I'm going to do something a little different this time around. I'm going to lump them together, okay? This is a theme segment, and the theme is defensive tackle, and we're going to talk about two guys who were not in uniform last season, and they are true freshman defensive tackle Zane Durant, 6'1", 260, who's making an absolute name for himself. He enrolled early. He was there for spring practice, which was great. And the coaches loved him. They raved about him. And then we're going to hit Akeem Beeman, 6'3", 276, who we still don't know why, but he did not play last year. So, Dusty, let's start with Zane Durant. He's probably on the defensive side of the ball, especially without Deny Dennis Sutton showing up yet. Is he the most exciting true freshman coming in this season? The most exciting true freshman uh, that enrolled in January, for sure. Um, and he, he got that opportunity to create a little additional buzz because there weren't a whole lot of defensive guys who enrolled early, so he had that going for him. You know, Dennis Sutton is special in his own right, but Zane Durant, you know, had a chance. And, and the other thing is uh, Dennis Sutton is going to – he arrives with five-star acclaim and expectations. Zane Durant had a little bit of a pocket there uh, to exceed expectations because he wasn't really viewed as a primetime member of this class when you have Drew Aller and Nick Singleton and Dennis Sutton, um, Caden Saunders. You know, you have a lot of electric-type athletes, but – you know that was one thing that that happened in the in the winter and the spring is that he really showed he deserves to be in that company and uh, you know being six one two sixty five now uh, he's a unique player and that's why we're lumping these two guys together both unique players in that regard who um, have to be lumped together uh, when you look at okay who's going to play and in what situations are these guys going to play the answer might be one or the other in some of those situations. So Zane Durant, you know, I feel like 
has taken a very professional type approach to his football development and his studies. He seems to be very, very serious about the work he's doing, whatever he's doing. And I think that that helps ease the transition. It helped, it, it allowed him to be able to thrive immediately uh, in all kinds of ways. And I think he's got some uncommon strength and power for that frame of his. So he is directly in the middle of the conversation when you're talking about the defensive tackle rotation and for good reason. And one guy that keeps coming up is uh, um, is Kevin Givens. And the where, where Zane Durant and Kevin Givens really differ is that Zane Durant comes in at more of a, a defensive tackle size and you know what his role is from the jump as opposed to Kevin Givens who was some kind of linebacker or defensive end who just skyrocketed about 60 pounds it seems in year two. So Zane Durant is a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of his development at defensive tackle, his, his frame and things like that. So 6'1", 265, I think he's enough for the way that he plays. To, to see the field. And, you know, there are some questions at defensive tackle. There's going to be a need to be disruptive at defensive tackle. You're going to try to um, get some of that production at all those spots along the line. Zane Durant, you know, former linebacker, he plays that way. He's very quick, seems to have a really good idea how to, how to use his leverage. All the things that you need to have to thrive as an undersized defensive tackle, he seems to have. Don't you just see him also as the perfect compliment to P.J. Mustafer, you know, the big guy who's going to occupy people while here this very athletic guy, you know, he's not the tallest, he's not the heaviest, as you said, he had experience playing linebacker, but this is a guy who has that explosiveness that from the middle of the line, he can do that penetration into the backfield, he can do something special while the big guy is occupying people. Yeah, and, and you know what? I mean, it, it makes you think about these different type scenarios. I don't know if the coaching staff is, is thinking about it in these terms, but just think about, you know, a third and nine and being able to get Zane Durant and Hakeem Beeman on the field at the same time in a package like this. Um, I feel like, you know, one thing that they both do pretty well, uh, Tyreek Blanding, one of the, the recent commit in the 23 class, his film kind of shows the same thing, is being able to maintain a low pad level. It's hard for some of these big guys in the interior to match that, being able to stay low and get up under defense, uh, uh, offensive linemen. That's something that Zane Durant and Hakeem Beeman both, I think, are going to do well, but especially Zane Durant, where he can win that physical matchup he can win with strength because he's got a he's got a little bit of a leverage advantage. You know, I think he's going to be able to hold up against the run, but you're going to be able to get creative with both of these guys in terms of how you use them uh, against the pass, what their role ends up being. Uh, my anticipation is that Zane Durant is not going to play a hefty number of snaps because you're probably not going to need that. You know, thinking about, you know, the other big guys they've got, Devon, Devon Ellis, Keziah Izzard, P.J. Mustafer. I don't think you're going to ask Zane Durant to play 40 snaps a game, but I think he's going to be impactful when he does see the field. And you talked about getting the pads lower when you're, I'll say, only 6'1". You're already closer to the ground. You know, you're already starting out lower than those offensive linemen, and you have a chance to use that to your own benefit. Interesting player. He'll be very fun to watch. 
speaking of fun to watch, we've been talking about him a little bit. Akeem Beeman, who you have listed as number 24, listed at six foot three, two seventy six. There was some excitement and buzz for him prior to the 21 season. We know he ha- he didn't play last year, so being out of full season, what are you expecting from him, Dusty? I don't know what to expect from him because I don't know what the full story is for last year. You know, the way that they phrase, you know, his absence last year, it's not seizing any injury. It seems more disciplinary or more mental or something along those lines. Um, but he, he was not uh, either in the coaching staff's favor or not available to play for reasons that, that they won't share. So um, where is he with that? You know, without knowing the the nature of the issue, I don't know the nature of what to expect, but he has hung around. He stuck around. He is on the roster now. He looked like his arrow was pointed up as a redshirt freshman, just like we talked about with Kaziah Izzard earlier. A little bit later in that year, you saw him make a few plays. You saw him be able to penetrate. You saw him, you know, with that undersized frame, being able to make a range of plays that maybe some other guys uh, aren't able to make. And so you expected between 2020 and 2021 that he had a chance to break out. Uh, just whatever whatever was going on prevented that from happening. So this could just be a delay from that. Um, it looked like he was able to keep his head in the game. It looked like morale seems to be okay. So um, as long as all those things are true, you know, I still I'm willing to press pause from the excitement from 2020 and carry that into 2022. Um, just like Zane Duran, I think. You know, I think Zane Durant might be a little bit better in terms of engaging with guards. Not necessarily just winning with quickness, but being able to win with some power. Uh, that'll obviously come more as he gets a little bit bigger. Where I think Beeman can just shoot gaps, unlike anybody else that they've got at defensive tackle. So you talk about, you know, if, if he makes his share of contributions at the tackle position, that can go a long way toward alleviating any questions or any concerns about this group as a whole. Gives them more opportunities to mix and match. You've got your your two biggest guys, Devon Ellis and PJ Mustafer. You've got Kaziah Izzard, who's a pretty versatile in terms of uh, size, strength, and speed. And then you've got your quick guys, Zane Durant and Hakeem Beam. And you have some options if both of these guys are kind of firing at, at, at uh, you know, full capacity uh, this fall. But I'm expecting Akeem Beeman to come back. But just, you know, I think with him, just got to see it before I believe it. And by putting these two guys together, you know, on the list at 26 and 25, Dusty, next to each other, it's okay. They both have that interesting high side. But they both have those question marks that I wouldn't be surprised if either or both of them make a real impact. But I'm not sure I'd be all that surprised if, well, Zane Durant isn't quite ready yet as a true freshman. And that Akeem Beeman isn't quite ready to come back after forgetting what the issue was. I don't care. It doesn't matter right now. But he also didn't play all last year. So are you automatically going to come back and be where you were prior to missing a season? I just don't know. Yeah, and I think the question is, like, you can probably feel pretty good with these guys that you're going to go one for two. 
how likely is Penn State to go two for two? That's the nature of your of your of your question there. How are they are they able to go two yes. for two with with these guys and you know not playing in any games for a year? There's going to be a, a rust factor, a rust concern, uh, game shape concern, whatever. And then a, a true a true freshman who's undersized at defensive tackle is such a rarity in college football. It's a rarity for Penn State. There are some variables that come with that. But Xander Ant looks like a special guy when it comes to his mindset. I think he can overcome that. Hakeem Beeman is unbelievably quick. So if he's able to kind of keep his head on the straight and narrow, I mean, I think there's I think there's a decent chance they go two for two. And then, by the way, uh, Fatoma Mulba and Jordan Vandenberg are interesting depth pieces where, you know, nothing's going to be handed to either one of these guys. Those guys are, are probably good enough and far long enough that they're going to be able to push these two, uh, Beeman and, uh, and Zane Durant, for playing time. And depth is so important there, Dustin, where you want to rotate and be at least two deep, maybe even a fifth guy that you want as part of the rotation. There's a lot of different possibilities there. All right, Dusty, that's it for our show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.